Hi everyone, it's Kate. Today's podcast is about how you never know what you will say or do to change someone's life forever. Today I'm chatting with Dave Sharp, who is the magic behind the Fire and Ice Havelock 2020 Winter Festival, which happens this coming Saturday on February 8th from noon to 7 in Havelock, Ontario. Check it out. Dave has an amazing story and it goes right back to his childhood and how, like I said, you just never know. One thing could change the trajectory of your life and therefore those around you. Just incredible. Anyway, thanks for sharing, Dave, and enjoy, people. Get out there to the Fire and Ice Festival next Saturday, February 8th. Hi, everyone. It's Kate, and I'm here today with Dave Sharp. And Dave is the mastermind behind the Fire and Ice Havelock 2020 Winter Festival, which is happening next Sunday, February 8th, here in Havelock, Ontario. Hey, Dave. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm so glad that you're here. I can't wait to share all of this information and your story with people who are listening. Now, Dave, you and your partner, Amanda, and your three kids still live in the town that you were born and raised in, Havelock, Ontario. Yeah, that's right. I feel like, uh, I feel like one of the rarities that, uh, you know, I never, I never went to school. I, uh, was a, an entrepreneur right out of high school and uh and yeah i was born and raised here and uh, and have never left and so you have a deep connection to not only the town but the community the people the land tell us a little bit about what you're what you're up to here with this incredible fire and ice havelock 2020 festival that you've started and and i guess really starting from the start it would be from the ice rink that you created last winter, and you have a great story behind how you how you started that. Yeah, so the the inspiration behind the uh, the outdoor community rink uh, came from when I was a child, and uh, like we used to live in the village of Havelock, and uh, and we moved out into the country when I was about twelve, I think, and and it was pretty lonely out there. There was uh, you know, it was all my friends were were in town. And uh, and I was pretty lonely out at the farm, and uh, I it, it, I really started to like really enjoy the outdoors, you know, just exploring and uh, and and walking around. And, and I met uh, met our neighbor uh, Everett Quackenbush, and he he was an older gentleman, uh, and uh, he was just a just like a wizard with all things. He was you know he could he well he called himself a tinkerer, and he could fix anything, build anything, and. Uh, and one winter, he just decided to build a skating rink, and it was kind of on the uh, the edge of his sugar bush, and uh, just basically kind of out in the middle of the woods. And uh, and it was just a beautiful rink. It was uh, all strung up with Christmas lights, um, and he had it all run by a generator, and it was just the most beautiful thing you could imagine. And, and uh, sorry, go ahead, Kate. No, no. Um, I was just going to say you wrote a story about this you wrote a story about yeah. meeting him and yeah to, and i think you have it in front of you and i was wondering if you would just pick a portion to read to us to give us kind of a sense of who this sure. inspirational guy was 
Yeah, so every Saturday, Dad and I would be somewhere on the farm, cutting spruce and hemlock trees to saw the lumber to build the honey house. My job was to pile the brush while Dad limbed the log and cut them to length. One Saturday morning, we were down in the thick swamp, Dad limbing trees, me piling brush, about six inches of fresh snow on the ground. I was lost in my work that morning. The snow gave the swamp a magical feeling, and I was dreaming of my next adventure. I had that sixth sense feeling that someone was watching me. I looked up, and there he was. My first impression of Mr. Quackenbush was part man, part gnome, a bit of elf, and all kindness. In the world, words of Roald Dahl, Mr. Quackenbush was a 100% eye smiler. I had never really met an eye smiler. There was an unmistakable gleam of magic in those eyes, and I was instantly drawn to them. He was the most intriguing person I had ever met. My dad shut down the saw, and they shook hands, and Mr. Quackenbush welcomed us to the neighborhood. He was gone about as quickly as he came. I love that idea of an eye smiler. That is, it's such a visual, right? And I can imagine him just admiring maybe you and your dad working together in the woods and then just the fact that he welcomed you all and then created a, a sense of community, right? I think part of what, what he did for you was, was take this Havelock in town boy, right? And then give you a place to happen in the woods. He, he absolutely did. Like he, uh, he was a pretty amazing fellow. Like he, he always just looked like he had a secret or a story to tell. Um, you know, he always just had this like twinkle in his face, and it was, it was like from a you know twelve year old boy's perspective, it, it was pretty intriguing. And he really knew how to build community. Like he knew, like he just built this rink. And it was like, he just knew that people were going to use it, that people were going to come. You know, we would meet there. My brother and I played there every day after school. And then like other kids from the neighborhood would come and there would be skating parties. And, uh, and he just really, like, I didn't know it at the time, but he was really setting the stage and, uh, and taught me a pretty big lesson. And so you made this incredible outdoor ring last winter, right? It was the first year for this rink in Havelock. And basically it's that classic line, if you build it, they will come, right? You gave the community, if you will, a place to happen in Havelock. So that was the first step, right? And so what was the reception like with the outdoor rink in Havelock? Well, we, we started, we started by forming a, a little, a, a little committee uh, just to, Basically, you know, making a few phone calls and uh, and telling people kind of what what the plan was, and uh, and we definitely, you know, we got some attention. That the response was pretty favorable, and we we went to council, and uh, you know, we went there a few times and just kind of like laid down the the plan, and the and the, the municipalities council agreed to lend us the money that we would need to buy the material for the rink. And uh, and we would have, be able to pay it back in uh, in 18 months through fundraising. So we we just kind of the the committee got hard to work, and we made a Facebook page and ordered the materials, and uh, and got this rink together. And the, the response was overwhelming. Um, you know, there was one business person 
uh, you know, we were building the rink and he, he came up to us and he, uh, he put an envelope in my hand with a check for $5,000. Oh, wow. And was just like, he's just like, Dave, I really like what you guys are doing here. Just keep doing it. Like, here's the money to pay back the town. And, you know, there were many other businesses and people. They, they were just so supportive. And, and we ended up, you know, we had enough money to, to pay back the town and then some. And, uh, and so we thought, you know, while we had momentum that we would, uh, we would keep going. And the, the committee kind of decided that, uh, that a winter festival was the, was the direction that we were going to take it. And one, one of the things that's so, that I hear you say in the telling of, of how this all came to be was just that community thread throughout. But not only have you given the kids and family and friends a place to be outside, to be active, to enjoy winter, but giving that community a sense of pride in celebrating and supporting such a great cause. I, I really think so. I'm, I'm really proud of the community for pulling together, like, uh, you know, right from the businesses, the individual people just being so supportive. And, uh, and, uh, I mean, we're we're loving the outdoor rink. There's a, uh, you know, every time I drive by, there's there's someone out there using it. Is it? Uh, it's open all the time. You know, the lights are on till 9 p.m. every night. Uh, the only exception is uh, is rain or uh, you know, super warm weather. We uh, we close it down, but uh, generally it's it's always open. And uh, you know, and it's free to use, very accessible, and. Uh, and it's just free, free play. It's use it own risk. Um, so there's, you know, there's no, there's no one standing there kind of like telling kids, you know, how they can play hockey or, you know, right. it's just, it's just free use. It's, uh, it's really amazing that, uh, you know, cause one of the comments I hear all the time is how, you know, how do, you know, if somebody wants to just go free skating and, uh, and there's a hockey game out there, like what happens? What do you do? And and so this is our second year, and and I've seen such amazing things. Like I've seen, uh, you know, like a mom bring out uh, her toddlers for skating, and a full-fledged, uh, you know, teenage shinny game happen at the same time, and they just like shift ice to half ice, and and you know, it's just like unspoken, and uh, it, it really speaks to the community building part of it, that. Uh, you know, it's just working together. And, and I know that, uh, I know the kids in particular, they, they really know what they have and, and they really appreciate it. Will you set the stage for us a little bit? First of all, let, let's, let me roll the tape back. I just want you to give the, give the Facebook page uh, first, Dave, so people can find this. And then can you tell us the address? And then there's a couple of unique things about the actual rink and its setting. So what, what's the Facebook page first? So the, the Facebook page is uh, HBM Proud. So that stands for the, the Havelock Belmont Methode. And so it's HBM Proud and the Havelock Community Outdoor Rink. So that's the name of our Facebook page. Uh, it's the only social media platform we use. And, you know, we don't have a website. There's everything kind of like goes off of Facebook. And it's set, uh, it's set in the infield of the Ball Diamond. So that's 39 George Street, Havelock. And uh, it's also where the uh, the indoor arena is, the community center. 
Um, there's a beautiful piece of property just north of the uh, community center, the Matheson property. That's, I think, 400 acres with walking trails. Um, so it's a really, really nice setting. It's so beautiful. You know, we leave the ball diamond lights on and, uh, and you know, kids are like, I'm, I'm sure right now there's probably 15 to 20 people uh, skating out there. And, uh, and it's just absolutely beautiful. A lot of the, the parents who are, are playing hockey with, uh, you know, kids, multiple kids in hockey, they love it because while well, one kid is playing hockey, the other kid goes out and skates on the outdoor rink. So it's just a really nice setting. And I was thinking about it, and we were chatting before. So not only are you getting families out on the ice and friends and the whole community, but I was kind of saying that it's a little like the drive-in for some locals, probably. They can drive up and sit in their car if they find it too chilly and and watch those kids play and and the families enjoy time outside, especially, as they like to say, it's like the belly of winter right now. And they're doing this for free. So you're getting kids and people outside enjoying the fresh air. But even if uh, like grandparents are sitting in the car watching, and you said that there's, there's even an apartment building and that they're enjoying that. Well, tell us a little yeah, about that. There's a couple of, of building, uh, apartment buildings right there, and they kind of overlook the ball diamond. And, uh, and, you know, I've had a few people that live there tell me, and, you know, it's harder for some of them to get out in the wintertime, just how much they enjoy being able to, to watch the kids and see, what, see what's happening on the outdoor rink. Uh, it's become quite a hub. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, that just uh, to just drive by and uh, and check it out and see who's skating and uh, and what kind of shape the ice is in. Uh, people are really interested in in what's happening. I think it. I think partly because it is it is a little bit of a rarity. Like it's uh, a space like that uh, in this day and age is it's pretty rare and unique to Havelock. And it's interesting to think about. So the different demographics that get to enjoy this, whether they're physically enjoying it, Dave, or they're just, it's like better than Netflix, right? <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's, it's real life out there. And you said that the, it gets so much use that it's almost hard to get it resurfaced every night, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a group of us that, uh, you know, we, we pretty much have to flood every day. It sees so much use. It, uh, you know, by by eight o'clock at night, it looks like it had a uh, you know two NHL games played out there. Um, so it, uh, you know, we we meet at the arena and uh, we we have use a hose from the arena, run it out onto the ice and scrape it all down and uh, and and patch it up where needed. Um, it's also become like one of our uh, one of our main volunteers this year is a uh, is a high school student, and uh, and so he's already got forty hours for his uh, for his volunteer hours. Wow! Uh, towards graduation, yeah. So he's uh, so he's already done, and uh, and you know we're only midway through the season. Um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty labor intensive project, but uh, but I think it's a really high reward. Well, and it's a, it's a skill. You are a, I've heard and I've seen some of your work, but a master 
cabinet maker and carpenter. So you you taking the skills the skill set that you have, and I think you've been doing that for over 25 years, and I, that's an, an art form, if you will. And then taking your experience as a little guy, just enjoying Mr. Quackenbush's um, rink in the woods, but it is, it. I mean, you're passing this down, you're seeding the generation to come, yeah? I like to, uh, I like to think that, like, uh... It's funny, rink building kind of gets in your uh, gets in your blood a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the skills from the cabinet making it's very transferable. Uh, you know, it's a uh, straight and square and level. And uh, and uh, you know, my biggest fault sometimes is uh, is really making things perfect. <laughs> so you know, I it really bugs me. You know, if there's like a crack out on that ice, I'm like, you know, gotta fix that. <laughs> and uh and so yeah a lot of the skills are transferable but but i look at our uh, at cameron our uh you know this uh this guy is in uh in grade nine and he's already got his volunteer hours done uh on the outdoor rink but i watch him and and i know that he loves it like he's feeling the same way that i feel and and it feels really good to like to pass that uh that skill on you know like I'll, I'll uh send her a message at 10 o'clock at night and uh it'd be like hey Cameron you want to go flood the ice and he's uh come and get me and uh and we go and we we flood the ice and uh and I, I know that he is building a skill set that's pretty unique and you got three kids ages 12 7 and 3 and and they get out there and enjoy the ice with you I'm sure Dave you and Amanda they, they, they absolutely do um uh, there, you know, we're we're out there pretty regularly. Uh, our oldest boy, David, he uh, he is always giving me a hand on the ice and keeping it flooded. And he loves like putting the rink uh, together and, and being part of the crew. Um, you know, the years before the outdoor rink in Havelock, I always kept a rink at the farm that okay. uh, that was pretty much pretty much identical to Mr. Quackenbush's rink. It, I used to uh, I I used to kind of call it my uh, my tribute to Mr. Quackenbush. Um, so we're kind of, you know, we haven't kept that going for a few years. We've been so busy in Havelock, but uh, we kind of miss it. I just love being able to like step out the door and go skating. And so this has all led to the Fire and Ice Havelock 2020 Winter Festival, which starts next Sunday, February 8th at noon. And tell us a little bit about how this came to fruition. Yeah, it's actually it, it, it's on Saturday, oh, and, it, and it, okay. it starts at um, at noon and runs till uh, till seven o'clock, and uh, it really because of because of my entrepreneurial background, I really feel called uh, to to kind of like like I, I'm really interested in small business and economic development, and we really wanted to do something. Like it's a really it's an all encompassing uh, project. It's a because you know an, an economy is a is part of any healthy community. So it's a, it's really a way to engage the businesses. The uh, you know we have all, over forty business sponsors uh, from Havelock and the surrounding area that uh, that essentially um, they're sponsoring the festival, and by doing that they're able to keep it a free event. So uh, you know, there's no cost to go to this festival, 
and uh, and we have some really high quality entertainment. Uh, we have uh, you know Doug Gilmore, the uh, the Leaf legend and uh, and Hall of Famer, coming for the day. Uh, we have you know fire performers, and these people are uh, they dance with fire and manipulate it, and they eat fire. Uh, some really good ice carvers, uh, a chili cook-off. Um, we have a, a pony coming. So just some some really, really good entertainment. And then at the very end, we have a, a really, really good fireworks show that, uh, you know, the, the fireworks are kind of like set off from between, right behind the trees at the Matheson property. It's just a beautiful backdrop. And so, you know, it's a high-quality free event. Um it's just uh you know it's, it's just community building really is the uh, is the root of it it's a it's part of that sense of place and and wanting to make things better and and showcase kind of the the best that we have to offer and you've got three kids you know what it's like to to take an outing with three kids is it's i mean this day and age it's like get your wallet out and here you're offering i mean listen to this a special appearance by toronto, toronto maple leafs legend doug gilmore right on the outdoor rink uh ice carvers chili tasting lantern walk bonfires that fireworks display at the end all for free all for free i mean yeah, it's, it's, really, it's, it's pretty nice. amazing it's uh it's just uh you know it really goes just to show like the you know i i read that that facebook post uh, quite often that, that it's kind of like uh you know when you buy from a business in this city you know that business doesn't uh you know is not buying jerseys for your local baseball team exactly and, and that's and that's i really like that really resonates with me i've seen that post like a thousand times and and i think that the the festival and the outdoor rink are like a really really good testament to that like when you choose to go you know buy your hardware at home depot you know home depot isn't going to sponsor the fire and ice festival in havelock but havelock home hardware will yes and i feel that that way about you know i could just go on and on right from like uh allen's insurance timbermart uh you know there's 40 sponsors it's really incredible and these are these are businesses that are giving back to the community and uh and i just think that that's so important it's such an important message that uh, you know we talk about like it's like the the high cost of low cost so right. maybe you might save a little bit at home depot but essentially you're not saving because you know they're not supporting your community and uh and I think that that's the root of it. And that, that would like personally, um, you know, that really gets me excited. And, uh, and it's, it just seems so natural and important to me. Maybe, and it's probably something to do with the, you know, with running a business in, in this municipality for over 25 years is I just see the importance of that. Um, you know, that's like like we don't get paid for this work that we're doing with the festival or the outdoor rink, but you know so many times this season we've got a call for cabinetry, uh, and the conversation always starts with, we just really like what you're doing out there. Like we really had a fun time following along on Facebook, and we think it's pretty amazing, and we're gonna shop local on this one. That's and. Pretty amazing. 
<laughs> it, well, it's pretty gratifying, and and it really, um, it really pushes me to to keep going because because it is a lot of work, um, but it's you know it's just so rewarding. Seasonal work, right? And but it's not just seasonal because to put on a festival like this, that's a, a, I mean you've done a year plus of work. Yeah, it's a bit of work. Uh, thankfully, we have a we have a really really strong team. Um, you know, we have a we have a strong committee, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of you know people with families, young families that are that are really driven. Uh, they're driven for the same reason. They they just want to like they live in this community and they want to see it prosper. Uh, it comes right down, you know, uh, where we had this conversation um, uh, with with one person in our uh, in our community that was talking about the the property values, the the house values, and you know, even that it's it seems so like it's not indirect, but it's so tied to a festival, like the people you know coming to Havelock and see this like amazing festival. And then all of a sudden it makes, they're like, oh, maybe when we retire, we'll move to Havelock. Or it's just such a spinoff that uh, it just seems so important to me. Well, it's energizing the community and that whole idea of buying local and supporting local and, and giving back. And here you are born and raised in Havelock and like you said, connected to the land and and it's, I mean, it does make sense listening to you as both a master cabinet maker and then, you know, master rink maker, and then sharing those skills and passing them down and allowing other people to step up as well. I mean, you're so gracious in, in uh, I mean, acknowledging not only your sponsors, but your committees and, and all of the people and your high school student and, and your son and, and just, I mean, it is, it's a lot of work, but back to Mr. Quackenbush and the eye smilers, uh, that kind of spark that you can impart into your community. It's like you said, Dave, you just never know who it's going to, whose life it's going to change. I think that that's, that's like the really interesting part of this story, and I think about it so often that that really it goes back to Mr. Quackenbush, and and like he was a pretty simple man. He's a, you know, he just he was a really good farmer, and uh, you know he never had much, and I don't think he ever really wanted much, and he just but he still he he planted this seed, and uh, and I quite often. Just think, you know, of uh, well, so my my in my son's class, there was a they did a little fundraiser where they uh, they they released a little book, and uh, you know each each kid did a a page, and it was like what what you would do if uh, if you were ruler of the world, and and one little girl, um, you know, on her page, it was like if I were ruler of the world, I'd build a, an outdoor rink in every town, oh. and. And I just thought like that is like that's like the 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 testament to Mr. Quackenbush. Like that like maybe that person won't build an outdoor rink in every town, but maybe someday, you know, you never know when it's gonna happen. Like maybe it won't be until she has like little kids 
and and she'll remember like the smiles out on the outdoor rink or like what that meant to her and then like provide her kids with the same kind of a thing and and it just seems so fundamental to me and, and important and uh and i think we're really really lucky to be able to to just provide that it's it's that act of kindness right it seems like such a simple thing and i know it's a lot of work but really ultimately we're just talking about ice and people outside right i mean it, it's the simplest things like back to mr quackenbush that idea of just not necessarily wanting much but but giving a lot right um i cannot go ahead yeah that, that that's just how it feels like it, it is such like a simple um like the the idea of like changing a community through something as simple as a sheet of ice on the infield of a ball diamond right um yeah you know there's a like i know i know like other cities you know like you, you actually you know you can't put a value on that there there's no value it's just incredible like there, there's no real value on like you can't create that with money that that's just love and it's community building and it's grassroots and and it, it's really incredible you know back to the story that you wrote last year and what i'd really like to do is um i want to I'd love to make this story accessible to people who'd like to read the whole thing because Dave, you and I don't know each other and we just connected to do this together because we both, I think, feel like it's important to support the community. And I have a big passion for people who have passion. It just, I don't know, it, it turns me on, lights me up. I love it when people are inspired and enthusiastic and, and they put their money where their mouth is, right? You're, 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 making this happen this isn't just a dream so i would love to with your permission provide a link to the story so people can read the whole thing because you're quite a writer too you're a bit of a renaissance man here i think between the garbage oh, and, and the and the rink and the writing and everything and you know parenting's no uh, slouch either but um it, could you read the last bit of your story for us just the last paragraph would be awesome sure it's my dream that when I leave this earth, that I pass on Mr. Quackenbush's twinkle. That's why building community is so important because you just never know who needs the magic. That's the funny thing about twinkles. You never know who has one, who needs one, or when you're going to get one. Magic is only good if it's shared. Yeah, that's pretty beautiful. Well, Dave, give us the um, Facebook page again, please. So it's H. BM Proud, uh, the Havelock Community Outdoor Rink. Uh, we can also, you know, if you're on Facebook, search the Havelock Fire and Ice. I think it's maybe the Havelock Festival of Fire and Ice. Yeah. And, uh, and it'll pop up as an event. Okay. And then it should be really easy to find our Facebook page. And we're, we're updating constantly, um, you know, just kind of promoting the festival and, uh, and hoping for a really good turnout. So again, tell us it's this Saturday, February 8th. Yeah, this Saturday, February 8th from, uh, from seven till, when is it? It's this Saturday, February 8th from noon until seven. 
Okay. And tell us again, so somebody who might be listening to this from out of town, let's say, so where are they going? They go to Havelock on off of Highway 7 and they go where? Yep. So if you're going uh, east on Highway 7 or west, we're going to have a, a giant sign on the edge of Highway 7 kind of pointing you in the right direction. Perfect. So you'll be heading just north of Highway 7 and, uh, and then we'll have parking signs kind of taking you to uh, 39 George Street East. Okay, and are you still looking for volunteers? I think, you know, we just, uh, we, our volunteer coordinator just gave me a shout this afternoon and we are set. We have over, oh. we have over 50 volunteers uh, for the festival. People really want to, uh, you know, they really want to get on board. And that's what I think is super unique because, uh, you know, I hear over and over again in a small town that, that volunteers, you know, that the, the, the same person yeah. Uh, over and over volunteering and uh, and this just isn't the case like we're we have a steady stream of volunteers that uh, that just want to help out that's awesome listen dave it's been so great to chat with you and to learn more about this and get out people if you would to the fire and ice havelock 2020 winter festival next weekend check it out on facebook i will share the link i'm going to share dave's story and Wow, noble work, Dave. You're that's you're an amazing. Well, there's a whole community working on it, so we're uh, we're pretty proud of that. Well, you should be. Thank you. Take care. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If the spirit moves you, please share this podcast with someone that you love, or as I like to say, remotely tolerate. And if you have a story that you'd like to share. You can find me at customfitvitality.com. Hit the contact button and I'll get in touch as soon as possible. Again, it's customfitvitality.com. C-U-S-T-O-M, fit, F-I-T, vitality.com. And let's connect.